Dun, da, da, da. This is it. No laugh track podcast episode 500. Oh my God, this is amazing. Oh my God. I, we had to fight through paparazzi to get here in here today. If somebody told me when I started that 19 years into my career, I would be doing episode 500 of this, I would lose my shit. <laughs> you would have quit comedy that day? No, I would have been like, <laughs> I can't wait Stop. to do this, to be episode 500. <laughs> That's right. Well, I appreciate that. That is the voice of Adrian Appalucci. I am Justin Severson, who has hosted... Uh, well, uh, f- almost 500 of these. Technically, I had one fill-in guest, which uh, never happened again, but... Wow. Yeah, anyway, 500. Here we are, and Adrian has been on now four of these bad boys. That's true. Yeah. Two in one year at one point. Yes, because I did Crash and Burn. That was the last time. So that would have been the fall of 2021, so a little less than two years ago. Yes. Let's go back to that real quick. You did Crash sure. and Burn with three other people. It's Tim Slagle's thing. It's where people do... Uh, yes. You show up and you have 20 minutes of new material, or you try to throughout the week, get it better and better and better. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, that's the idea. Yes. Now that it's a year and a half later, how, how do you look back at Crash and Burn? You know, it was the best of times. <laughs> it was the worst of times. <laughs> no, it was fun. I had a good time. It was nice hanging out with the comics. You get to test out a bunch of new material. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought I, there were some jokes from it that I actually still do. Okay, so that was cool. One of them I forgot, and uh, somebody reminded me of last night. So one of the comics here was like, oh, I was here for Crash and Burn. I like this one joke you did. And I was like, oh, I should start doing that again. So, Oh, no shit. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. This is really a big weekend for me. <laughs> so much is happening. Stop. What's the other thing? Performing here. Performing here. I just got some coffee at one of your little places. We got plenty of those. Um, it was such like a little hipstery, cool place, but they're still using plastic straws, which I think is so funny. I I don't mind a plastic straw. I actually like them, but it's so funny that a place like that still has them. When they're like, you know, everything is like oat milk and do you know what I mean? So it's just so funny to me where they're still using plastic straws. I wonder, you're right. I wonder if they do get a person that every once in a while is like, brings it to their attention. Like you're just saying it to me. Like I'm just saying it to you because I actually prefer it because I think it doesn't turn to mush. Exactly. I'm surprised a place like that where everyone's wearing fancy little hats and you know, there's so many rules. Right. You can't even touch the milk. Like they have to pour the milk. What? Right. So a place like that where it's very uppity and you know, hipstery, I'm surprised they still use good old fashioned plastic straws you know why that is is because everyone else except you shows up with their own their own straws yeah i'm joking but oh i was like is that a thing somewhere it probably is have you ever gone somewhere they give you a straw and it's a noodle like a pasta noodle no i've never where's that happening uh i was on vacation somewhere a few years ago and i was given a drink with a pot like a hollow pasta noodle that it's it's not a good substitute no because i would think over time it would also get mushy correct Correct. And now it's pasta. <laughs> right. I'm sure people have like gluten allergies and that's also a problem. There's a problem with everything. No kidding. Just open people's mouths and pour stuff in it. So no you don't kidding. even need straws. So Adrian, before yes. we started recording, I read you a uh, conspiracy thing. Do you want to revisit that? Sure. Sure. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So I can repeat the same stuff. Uh, well, we'll see. Only only me and uh, Brandon will know. That's true. That's true. Um, so this is from a this is from a guy I went to uh, I grew up with. He tends to post some uh, some uh, maybe conspiracy stuff on social media. So I want your opinion on this one. 
Let me hear. I just found out that Kobe Bryant had a court date three days after he died. He was suing three of the biggest pharmaceutical companies and what they were putting in diet pills. Now that brings up some serious questions. Uh, more than few, more than a few people have had the cure for cancer and disappeared or wound up dead after revealing it's all about the money. What do you think? Have we have have we lost the cure for cancer? Did we have it and lose it? I think that person's dead. Now Kobe and this other person are in the afterlife, just talking about what they would have done, <laughs> how many people they would have saved. <laughs> I'm also curious to know. Say that is true. How he got in the diet pill ring. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's what I want to know, because it doesn't seem like something he would be really heavily into. No, no, not really. Unless he, you know, he does have all daughters, so maybe he thought they would get into it. But they're rich. Rich people don't need to ever do stuff like that. No, they just pay Um, a surgeon to take care of it. Yeah, or you could just train all day. You know, you don't have to work. You could have a chef that is able to, like, prepare stuff for you that's healthier. Um I don't know. That's my my question. First of all, I think anything is possible. Um, I would think after his whole sexual assault case that he wouldn't want to be back in court. But I could be wrong. Maybe he liked being in court. Who knows? Interesting. But it is weird the things that he might have started doing once he retired. He got into that. I mean... Fighting for diet pills. <laughs> you you lose your favorite thing or you retire from your favorite thing. You have to have something fill that, right? I know, but diet pill Like, it just seems such a weird thing to go into. Diet pills makes me think that episode of Saved by the Bell when uh, oh, Jesse... Oh, yeah. That's where she starts... <laughs> is that the episode where she starts saying, I'm so excited? No, that's where she couldn't stay up for her exams. Yes. Is that the same episode? <laughs> I believe so. Was it diet pills that was keeping her up also? I, I think so. It is like speed. Yeah. Me and my friend, uh, we used to do multiple diets like at once. So that's why none of them would work. So we would like do that and Atkins and low fat, but they all just counter, they're all like counteractive. Like you can't mix all of them. So, uh, yeah, if you take that, I remember we would work at this office. We used to take Stacker too. And once we took it, we would do everything in the entire, everyone loved when we would take it because we would do everything in the office. Trucker speed is what they refer to that stuff, are, right? It's probably close to Ritalin. Yeah. That's why everyone that takes Ritalin is so thin or Adderall. And uh, yes, yeah, so you can concentrate and do everything is what you're saying, right? Yeah, there's really no downside no, unless, unless you die. <laughs> but that's not even a downside, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I, I would love to know more about this conspiracy theory. Like he came up with it himself or he found out about it. I mean, uh, how about the surviving uh, family? There's still, he lost, what, his daughter? But then he lost his daughter. Wife survived. Is that something to it? The wife, you think the wife did it? Oh, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> you did say it. You inferred it. Um, I don't know. I don't think she would take out her kid also. God, no. You know, no, so like no. even if she wanted him dead. Yeah, no. Um. No, I don't. I don't know. That's an interesting thing. I, I will have to look up this court case. That he, and I have no proof that that even exists whatsoever. Just a post from a guy I grew up with and have a neck. I know. How did he find out about it? I have a feeling he's part of some groups and websites that I don't normally visit. I know, but I'm interested to know what they are. Yeah. Could you tell them to become friends with me and send me all these conspiracy <laughs> yeah, theories? Absolutely. <laughs> well, there's another conspiracy theory where people were saying Sandy Hook never happened. Yeah. Um, and it was just like. A, like they were posting a clip, on, I guess when it happened, that it was just the same thing over like every 10 minutes or something or every five minutes. Um, and that was the thing where people were saying that was fake. 
So that's like another, that's a conspiracy theory I guess I heard about. Yeah, and then Alex Jones got sued sued for $80 billion. Yes, <laughs> that's crazy. That. That's yes. the type of thing where you're like, sue me, and they're like, I'm suing you for $80, $80 billion or whatever it is. Yeah. And you're like, sure, go ahead, <laughs> try it. <laughs> and then you're like, what? Yeah, right. How much is that, of that will he actually pay? Who knows? Because Who knows? wouldn't he just file bankruptcy and then pay nothing? You would think so. so uh, along those lines, so, you know, uh, I think almost every time you've been on the podcast with me, because you have some great jokes about it, I've brought up something about R. Kelly. Oh. And now have you, so Now he's uh, in prison. He, got, he is in prison. He got convicted. Uh, got like 20, 30 years or something like that. And he put an album out. So I was just reading about along what we were just talking about here. Someone has to get those royalties. I think that... Have you looked in? Because I looked into it. Well, I, I looked up the album. I listened to some of it. Listen, he's still a good artist. It's like still good music. Um, but he had some... I remember I had a joke about it. Like one song was about... Shit, I can't remember it now. About like, oh, people saying stuff about him where they're like, they call me a, a womanizer. And then they said something about like how I had sex with like young women He's like, well, that's just your story or something. <laughs> I don't remember exactly the lyrics now, but I was like, no, that's actually the law. Like, you fucked kids. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just so crazy how he's like, well, that's just... I heard that in prison, he... Uh, I guess someone there had a phone. They made him sing happy birthday to their kid that was home. And my friend and I got into a debate over it because they were like, would you let R. Kelly sing happy birthday to your daughter? And I'm like, sure. I mean, he's in prison. He still has a great voice. I mean, he's still a terrible person. He should be in prison for the rest of his life. But, like, would you let him sing happy birthday to your daughter? He has the voice of God. For this, I mean, for this story, absolutely. I mean, you're there. It's not like he's going to do something to your kid. True. Uh, in this scenario, is he, like, on Cameo and I'm paying him $100 for it? Or is you're he just not, doing it for free? He's Okay. You're you're in prison with R. Kelly and you are threatening him that he has to sing happy birthday to your daughter. Okay. That's home. So like you know that nothing's gonna like he's clearly in prison, he's not gonna get out. Yeah. Do you let her hear the voice of God? Absolutely. Absolutely. I make him sing it in Spanish also. He's <laughs> <laughs> singing in multiple languages. This guy, and the funny thing is this guy got so offended that me and this other comic were like, sure, why, I would, why not? Yeah. <laughs> but he was so mad. And this is a guy that doesn't even like pay child support. So it was just crazy how he's upset about that thing, but not the other thing. I got a kid at home with my current and child support with two kids. So yeah, I can relate to all this. See? Yeah. Weren't you buying a house last time I was here? I moved. Uh, I wish I was buying a house. I went from renting one to renting another. And I'm still in that one, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. We could get back to the conspiracy theory if you want. Sorry. <laughs> I am interested to know more about that, though. I'm going to look it up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know anything more than that, but um, but uh, it's out there, I guess. I uh, guess. So last week, uh, Andy Erickson was here. The week before, Erica Rhodes was here. Two female comedians in a row, now three. Those last two were recording albums. Are we going to have three albums in a row recording this I'm week? I'm not recording an album right now. I'm taping a special and. November. Oh, you have a planned already? Yes. Excellent. So I'm not going to be releasing an album right okay. now, taping an album, but yeah. I do love this club. I feel like if I was going to like do something at a club and tape at a club, I would do it here. Awesome. This club is great. Do you have plans for where you're going to be doing it in November? 
Um, I'm you not, do or you're not going to say? I'm not 100% sure. That's why I don't want to say it, but I do have uh, something I'm, that I'm like talking to about sure. it. So Awesome. Hopefully that will happen. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see. So the last, uh, or, uh, since I've talked to you last, you had a huge thing happen, and I watched you open for Louie at Madison Square Garden live. Yeah, that was crazy. That was really cool. It was very cool. And uh, I only got to do it because somebody canceled. Somebody canceled to do another theater show or something. So that's how I got to open for him. Are you saying who that is? No, I don't <laughs> think that's helpful. Okay. It doesn't do anything for them. Um, but yeah, I was, it was like, a, I found out that week. You just, you just I was just going to say, how much notice did you have? You Not found much. Out that I found week. that on a Tuesday because I was supposed to be in Austin that weekend. You had to cancel gigs. Yeah, because he had written to me and was like, what are you doing on Saturday? Or the, And I was like, are you going to ask me to open for you at Madison Square Garden? He was like, no. And I was like, oh, okay. And he was like, I'm going to demand it or something, which I thought was funny. But I was like, oh, my God, this is so nerve-wracking. But it was really cool. I mean, I had been on tour with him almost all the last year. Like, we went to Australia and all of, I was away for six weeks straight in, like, Europe. We were supposed to go to Ukraine the day that Ukraine got bombed. So I remember re I was reading about yeah. that online at the mm -hmm. time. Like, Louis got these dates and you, and you were going to, you were there with him there too, huh? I was, we didn't go. We went to Amsterdam instead, but we were supposed to go. And it was just funny reading people being like, Louis in Ukraine. I'm like, we're, I'm with him. We're not there. This is like a crazy story to run. Isn't that funny? But yeah. So I was on tour with him a lot last year. So it was cool to be able to do the garden with him because I've seen him work out that hour a lot. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. Uh, when you were on that tour with him, how long do you do? How long is your set? I'd say about 15 minutes. 15. And mm -hmm. what did you do at Madison Square Garden? Came out to like 12, I think. 12. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't that long. Yeah. But still really cool. Did you, uh, I mean, what was it like being inside, like the pre-show? Like he, are you, you're waiting in like the the Knicks locker room. Um, I don't <laughs> think it's, I don't think it's the Knicks locker room. I think it's just another room. <laughs> I don't think they put you in the Knicks locker room. Um, so you do sound check, and we were on stage for so long that you actually kind of get comfortable being there. It's a weird thing because it's huge, and there's no way to really prepare for that. But we were on stage for a long time doing sound check. So I feel like doing that just helped me get a little bit more comfortable. And then kind of when you're there, you just, you can't really look at anyone either because it's so big, it's dark. You're basically, just, I almost look at nobody ever. So that's kind of what I did. I just like look straight ahead because there's four cameras. Because yeah. I asked him, I was like, I don't, I don't move around on stage a lot. This is going to be weird, especially people are all around me. And he was just like, you know, there's four cameras and you just look at the one that when it's red and then after you do like a bit, you just turn. So I just kind of rotated like a clock. But uh, I don't know. You also just kind of go into overdrive too, I think, once you're on stage and there's that many people. So Have you watched that back? I've not watched the whole thing. I do have it. I've watched like a clip or two. Actually, one clip I've watched. Uh, I hate watching myself on anything. Okay. But it was very cool. It's definitely a highlight my career it has to be the biggest crowd you'd worked uh, in front of before that was what probably with him for like six thousand people six thousand and then triple that probably yeah that was eighteen thousand then there are people also live streaming it so like me i yeah. paid the money there's a lot of people that live streamed it or even just bought it and then watched it at another time yeah what's really cool is a lot of people from the shows that follow me a lot of them come out to the shows 
So, because I do think that is like an ideal audience for me. You know, smarter people that are not, you know, I don't know. I think his audience is pretty diverse in a way. Like politically, I think they're all over the board, but see that? they're just kind of there to have fun and they're not like offended by everything. And I don't know. I love his audience. It's really good. Yeah. Ari also has a really good audience, Shafir. Like I love performing with him. Right. Um, so it's just like people like that, I guess. And then you tour uh, when you were out with Louis, Mike Early was yes. out with you, right? And now he's open or he's featuring he this week at Acme for yeah, you. Yeah, I asked him if he wanted to do it. We had so much fun. We went to uh, Australia together, Australia, New Zealand, and Hawaii. So we had a, a lot of fun. And he's just a really funny guy, too. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Yeah. So I like him a lot. He's great. Remind me, are you, he's sober. Are you sober? Um, Pretty much. Pretty I mean, much? I shouldn't drink. I just have an addictive personality, so I try not to drink. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not currently drinking. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, uh, that wasn't vodka on stage last night. No, no. I don't. I mean, I've only, I think when I started, I maybe got drunk or tipsy once or twice doing comedy cause I just knew it would be a crutch. Yeah. So it was like, I'd rather just deal with being uncomfortable now than like being drunk and not really being able to ever get comfortable on stage. So yeah, I don't know. Some people go on stage wrecked, and I'm just like, how do you remember stuff? Or high. I guess maybe that's the trick. I, I don't know. It's, or even you don't super remember. high, yeah. Yeah, no thanks. So I, uh, you know, this is the 500th episode of this podcast today, and there is not one I remember where I didn't have at least a little bit of anxiety or, like, nervous. Like, every time I record this that day, I, can see that. I feel a little bit of, I just want it to go so well. Like, it doesn't matter how... I don't think that'll ever go away. It may not, but that's also good, I think. People say, like, to have a little bit of nerves when you do stuff. So do you have that? Like, you know, a Wednesday show at Acme versus doing Madison Square Garden with Louis C.K. I mean, I was nervous all week. I was like, you know, that's just... It's a bigger... It's a much bigger scale to fail. Yeah, yeah. Do you know if I fail here, it's like, what? How many people are going to see it? Well, we'll tell everybody. Right? But even that, it still won't be as many people, I don't think, as bombing at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, of course I was nervous. And John Fish also opened. Yeah. He's very funny. And, like, we were both really nervous. And it was nice to have, like, a friend there that I could kind of talk to. Because there really is no way to prepare for it. And it's just like, we're doing this. Uh-huh. And we're going to see how it goes. Uh-huh. But it was fun. That's amazing. What, uh, and then he's taking the rest of the year off, right? So there's no, the no touring with Louie right now. Nope. He's just enjoying life. Yeah, right on. Do you have a lot booked the rest of the year? I'm touring a bit, yeah, to like just prepare for this uh, taping. So that's good. Awesome. Um, awesome. So I uh, used to live in the Bronx, correct? I still live in the Bronx, yeah. I thought you said you used to live in the Bronx. I was like, really? Sorry, I... I, I Talking fast there. You still live in the Bronx, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. So That's I did a I thing. I searched um, 500, the, the number 500, as in 500 episodes on Google, and I put that with Bronx just to see what kind of story would come up. What do you mean? Oh. 500 I based on my 500 episode, 500th episode in Bronx because that's where you're from. Just to see what kind of story would pop up. Is it like 500 sex offenders in the Bronx? <laughs> that's what I, that is what I would think of. Is Interesting. it close? See, this is perfect that I did this because you have a great guess. That is incorrect. <laughs> it's incorrect. Okay. That, but that is a very good one. It is, uh, there's two that it, came, that it came up and I'm going to tell you about. Hmm. First one is Mayor Eric Adams. NYPD okay. to give out 500 Blank in new approach to fight car thefts. 
Five hundred. Do you know what they're giving out to fight car th- thieves in thieves I hope, I hope in New York City? I hope it's a gun. <laughs> that seems like really the only way to stop a car thief is to shoot them, or to be like, get get away from my car, I'm gonna shoot you in the face. <laughs> The NYPD is turning to a new piece of technology uh, to stop car thefts in the Bronx. Police are giving out free Apple AirTags. What is that? That's like a little, uh, like a GPS thing. Like if I slipped one in your pocket and you left here, I could follow where you go all for the rest of the day. So people are putting in their cars so that if your car gets stolen, you can track it on your phone. I imagine a lot of people uh, would not want to know where their car is so they could just get the insurance money. That's what I would assume. Interesting. Like if I was offered that, I would decline. So we have an Apple AirTag that we put in my three-year-old's like uh, like the bag we carry. Well, I guess it was a diaper bag, but a bag we right. carry around. We go out there, uh, and it's registered to my wife's phone. And when it's out with us, I will get a notification saying that uh, Apple AirTag has been detected in your area. It's to it's also to like block. From what I just said, I can't, you know, secretly put one in your pocket. So if you have an Apple ah. phone, it's then going to tell you, hey, you're even near an Apple. Even if I don't Air- have that app? I'm, even if you don't have the app. Yeah, because I don't have the app. Yeah, I don't know if there Maybe is Maybe I app. will put one in my car. See, do you have an Apple phone? I do. See? See, so there you go. Uh, well, maybe you can hit up the mayor and get a free, <laughs> get a free one. I'll be like, are you? I still think you should be giving guns out. Well, everybody. I mean, from what I hear, everybody hates him. Uh, well, it's very interesting that you said that they should give out guns because the other story that I saw about 500 in the Bronx is uh, organizers of a gun buyback event in the Bronx are trying to make our streets safer. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You get $1,000 if you give back a gun. Yes. I think this was actually last week. Assault rifles and ghost guns can be traded for a $500 gift card. Handguns for $150. Rifles and shotguns for $75. Non-working, replica, antique, homemade, or 3D printed guns can be traded for a $25 gift card. Wow. I know that it's $1,000 because I had a joke about... In in like New York City, they have those... uh, like, you ever see bulletins that say, like, $10,000 cop shot? Do you ever see that? So it's like, if you give information leading up to the arrest of somebody that shot a cop, you get ten grand. So okay, my yeah. joke was I was going to shoot a cop and then turn in the gun and get $11,000 and let it sit in an account and accrue interest until I got out of prison. That was my, that was my joke. So that's why I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in the back of my mind, I remember that. Tied that in with you. I'm not sure. I don't think I've ever. I have not done that joke on stage in so long. I don't think so. Oh my goodness, that's. We might just be kindred spirits, that, that, and you read my mind. That, well, thank you. I'll go with that. I'll, I'll uh, absolutely go with that. Um, let's see here. What are some other things I want to talk to you about? How are you using social media these days? I know, like, like I'm uh, my TikTok use. Was zero, then it was here, and now I'm back down to like here. How much you're using it? Yeah. Um, I think unfortunately I have to be on it for comedy, and then I just stay on it, and I'm looking at videos for hours, you are. and then I'm not going to sleep till four a.m. <laughs> so unfortunately, it starts out because of comedy, and then I'm just on there for so long. I mean, I follow, I follow so many like animal groups. Like horses, like just like rehabs for so many of these animals and dog groups and, you know, rescues. So I just see a lot of that on there, too. And then there's also a lot of women shaking their ass. So it's just those are the two things I'm being targeted at. 
You're getting you're you two are getting the women shaking their ass. I think they're trying to apply it to everybody. And at some point I was just like, hey, this isn't for me. So I'm stop I stopped getting them. That's yeah, that's what I told my wife as well. Is that it, they're just it wasn't my fault. Well, it's like I also will f- like I'll look at a couple of them, but it's like I don't want to see tons of ass shaking videos. It just I don't think it has the same effect for me as it might for you. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, all right, I'll pass by one or I just there's so many of them. And then I saw in the comments one time someone's like, why are these being sent to me? And they're like, can I shut this off? And then someone told them. And then since I did that, I, I really don't get them. Oh, I'm okay. just getting a lot of like vacation ideas and a lot of animals and comedy stuff. Um, so yeah, I'll be on there a lot. I'm not on TikTok. <laughs> You're not on. Just, you just, just Instagram. Okay. 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 Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, let's see. What else was I going to ask you about? Um, but, 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 but last night I was here. The show was awesome. I guess I haven't even said that yet. Have I? The show was fantastic. No. Last night. Joey Hamburger. Was Joey Hamburger. Who I found out. I didn't know. Uh, moved to New York. So it was like an all New York yes. uh, lineup, basically. Well, let's not say that. They're still from here. I am from New York City. I am gar- the, the, I am the garbage that was made there. <laughs> <laughs> they are from this place. True. Tran- oh, yeah. How dare I? You're right. You're absolutely how right. How dare you? How dare I in your presence to say In my that, presence. I completely take that back. I completely took it. But yes, they both moved to New York now. Yeah. Show was super fun last night. Um, I was anticipating it. So I, of course, kept track because I've seen people walk out in the sure. Adrian Appalucci show here at Acme. That is what I try and do every show. Yeah. At least walk a couple of people. I don't know that I saw it happen last night. No, I don't think so. One lady did trip. She tripped over. Did you see the lady that tripped? I sure did. And then I liked her too. She was very nice the whole time. What I have noticed is people who are older at the shows enjoying me, which I really love. Because I always think that, you know, older people are going to be like maybe a little stiffer. But like she was just so into the show. And then she got up to go use the bathroom and she tripped. And the guy she was with didn't go to help her. Like he turned around and saw it and then just turned back around. I'm like, why wouldn't you help her? And he got really mad at me. Did he give you a- he, he got very upset with me because he was like, he was upset that I made it a thing, I guess, where I was like, you didn't even help her up. I mean, and he did. we all said, I mean, you were in the middle of a joke and stopped the show for a second. I know, because I was like, I felt bad for her because I liked her. You know, if I didn't like her, I might not have cared as much, but I did. And then this guy saw it and then just turned right back around. Yeah. And then eventually he got up and left. He did, but he made a face. He was very mad that I mentioned that because he knew it was going to be a thing then, which good for good for them because he's a fuck him. But he also, I said to him, are you guys married? And he said no. And then I heard that lady was in the bathroom crying. So I don't know why she was crying. Oh, no. Hopefully it gave her the push to leave this guy. I think your words were don't F him tonight. Oh, that's right. Don't fuck him tonight. Yes. <laughs> Maybe that's why he was upset. But fuck him anyway. <laughs> I love that you wrote that down. You're like, I'm going to talk about this on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. Right here. W- woman fell. And then I wrote stars <laughs> next to it. Mm-hmm. Stars next to it. Yeah. So then people told me after the show, she was in the bathroom crying. And I hope it was not because she fell. And it was because she realized that this guy's a dick. Oh, yeah, I think I saw her walk back in at some point. She seemed fine. She was... Oh, did she? People yeah. said she was in the bathroom crying. Uh, the last couple of minutes I saw her in the back of the show, I think. And she, she, uh, she seemed all right. I didn't see right. her come to the front, though. But there was also... I, I, uh, there was a woman sitting close to the stage here. She got up and left for a while, and I was like, oh, 
we got we got one, but she ended up coming back. And I even like wrote down like what what part of the what joke was she on so I could bring that up. That's so funny that you're so fascinated by it. There I was a am. woman sitting sitting right here, and I thought she might walk at some point. I heard yes because what? she was looking at me, and she wasn't having a bad time, and she wasn't having a good time. She almost looked catatonic. Where I didn't know what if anything was going on in her head. Oh no! So she just had a look up, like she was looking at me like this, <laughs> and it wasn't bad or good. It was just nothing. So I thought I might lose her at some point. Sometimes it'll happen where like a guy will bring a girl to the show and she's not having fun, but the guy is. Yeah. And I'm like, you should have just brought another guy with you. Why'd you bring this chick? But sometimes they're into it. But like she, I could tell it was not her idea to come. Sure. I think the last time I was here, yes, not on the, not crash and burn, but before that, a guy sat right up front, an older guy where I was like, I don't think this guy's going to be into my comedy. He came by himself. He had like a sports team shirt on. Whereas like, this guy's not my audience. He had the same look like her. He wasn't upset. He wasn't enjoying it. And then when I left the showroom, when I left the show after, he came up to me and he's like, he took out this big piece of paper and he's like, I think we're related. He drew out a whole family tree. And it was huge. It was like, you know, when you were in school, you do those projects. It was like a big piece of paper like that. And then he was just telling me how we were related. And I didn't have the heart to tell him that, like, my dad adopted me and my last name is not, I'm not really blood related to this guy. So once he left, I just threw it in the trash. But it was just interesting that he spent so much time and made a point to come here and I just threw it right out. And I was at another show and another lady in the audience came and she thought we were also related. So I don't know why comedy's getting people also just write to me. At a show to announce that it is so weird. Like, he didn't announce it. He waited, but she did during my set where I was in Baltimore. And then she left after. So I thought it was very strange. Have you got any real uh, distant family members introducing themselves? They're all fake. This guy might have been. There's a lot of Appaloochies here. And I know that because one time I had a prescription filled here. I went to pick it up and they're like, your insurance covered it. And I'm like, I don't have insurance here. And they're like. Oh, there's another Adrian Appalucci here. What? Yes. And then when I, and I wrote to the guy, a guy on, so I wrote to a guy on Instagram or Facebook thinking he was from here because I thought it said Minneapolis. Anyway, I wrote to him to tell him that. And he's like, no, I'm not from there. And he's a lawyer. And then he lives in uh, Wilmington and I was there last week and he came to my show. It's just and then when I checked in today, yesterday to the hotel, there's another Appalucci here. So there must be people that are Appaluchis here. You're the only one I've ever met. I know, but they're out there. There's a lot of them here, I think. Crazy. I know. Crazy. Well, hopefully you uh, get to meet one that you didn't know about that, like, you know, is about to leave you millions of dollars or something. That would be yeah, the best, Yeah, that's the right? only way I want to meet someone. <laughs> the only way? That's the only way I want to meet somebody. Also, don't come to my comedy show, please. And don't sit in the front and, like, make no faces. I don't know how that guy expected that to go. But he was so proud. He had this whole family tree just, like, I don't know, so crazy. And then as soon as he left, I just threw it right in the trash. And part of me hopes he saw it. <laughs> and he's just so mad that he wasted time. But he's old. He probably has not much to do. What if he builds something like that for all the comedians that come here? If he does that for everyone, if that's his thing, yeah, then that's his thing, you know? 
I'm glad I didn't entertain it for long. <laughs> you know, like it, it was just like, a, what am I supposed to even say to that? Like, hey, can I come over for Christmas? It's such a weird thing. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. How about all the birthdays you missed, man? Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know. But it that's a, so that was the first time. And then Baltimore was the second time where it was just weird. I think people are going on Ancestry.com or whatever. And that's how they're finding out who potential family is. Bizarre. Yeah. Bizarre. And then and the flip side of that is I bought that kit for my dad and he won't put it public because he doesn't want to accidentally find family members. Ah, or he wants to kill people. <laughs> That's another way they're finding people too. It's like people are sending in that sample and it's like related and to like a killer or sure, something. Sure, they're connecting it, yeah. Yeah. It's another reason not to kill people. Do you think my dad's a criminal? No. Okay. But I would be, I'm fascinated by like crazy people. So it depends what kind of criminal. What What is he doing? Is he ripping off unemployment? But no. <laughs> but if he's like some crazy weirdo, then yeah, I would love to meet like a crazy person. Well, keep doing comedy though. <laughs> They're uh, but around. I don't mean crazy like that. I mean crazy people that are like, think like, you know, the son of Sam where he thought a dog was telling him to kill someone. Yeah. Sure. Yep. That, the dog told me. Yeah. I saw a video this morning. Uh, I don't know if it, I don't know what induced this, but it was a guy that was basically making out with a tree. <laughs> I mean, that's harmless. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. If I knew him, I'd introduce you, but it was just online. <laughs> I mean, how long do you make out with a tree for? The video only had it for about 10 seconds. And okay. then when he was done, he even like went like that and wiped his lip. Gross. Yes. That's so gross. I don't know if the, I don't know if the uh, tree kissed back. I'm not sure. I remember um, when I was like 20 or 19, maybe 18, I had a boyfriend and we got into a fight about something. And I, I forget what it was now. I think I told him I didn't believe he loved me. And then he just punched a tree until his hands bled. I was like, well, I guess you do now. <laughs> like, what a weird thing. I mean, you just full up punched a tree. Uh, that wasn't probably the first example of his anger issues, I'm imagining. Uh, he wasn't really an angry person. Hmm. Mm -mm. No, I've had some angry boyfriends, but he wasn't one of them. <laughs> that he would just love me so much that he wanted to punch a tree <laughs> until his fist bled. I love you. <laughs> I fucking love you. That tree, that tree guy is weird because it's going to graduate to like rubbing his dick all over the tree. That might have been going on too. Like his one arm was around it too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, I guess it was kind of a almost dry hump. <laughs> Gross. I know. And it wasn't even his own tree. It was it, it was someone's uh, um, ring camera. Like oh, catching it. Yes. Yes. Gross. <laughs> right. Well, it was in Minneapolis, too. That's not that shocking. Yeah, welcome, welcome to Minneapolis. Uh, is there anything we should be mentioning? I, I really thank you for coming and doing episode 500 with me. I know. This is monumental. Mo it is monumental. <laughs> I will remember this for all of my days. Sure, sure you will. <laughs> Ditto. Ditto. Uh... The day we're recording this is May the 4th, and some people say that that's Cinco a Star Cinco de Mayo, right? It's Cinco de Mayo this weekend, and some people say that May the 4th. May the 4th be with you is a Star oh, Wars yes, thing. Oh, yes, that dumb thing. That yes. dumb thing. That's I agree. I'm a lifelong Star Wars guy, and I think the May the 4th thing is stupid. It's pretty dumb. Yeah. 
That's why I've, now it makes sense why I'm getting those dumb pictures. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. I yep. was like, oh, okay. They're dumb. Uh, I guess that's about it. People, I have to come see you this weekend at uh, at Acme. Follow you on on the social medias you actually use. Instagram. Instagram. I feel like I'm being shadow banned on Twitter. So fuck Twitter. I have one more thing I want to ask you about that we talked about in the past that um, you would fuck with people on dating sites. Yes. You haven't done that. Are you still I doing haven't. it and I'm not seeing it? No, 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 no. For a while I was like banking them because I wanted to do a book and then yeah. I just stopped doing it. So I don't know. I seem to get the most positive response from that. Yeah. Even though I was saying the same awful stuff in my stand-up, people get more offended in stand-up than if I'm doing this to another person. Then they think it's great. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. It is. So I had to dig for it. that. Your Instagram that did that still exists. Yes. It's okay stupid. Okay stupid, yeah. Yeah. They so were pretty fun. They're, they are hilarious. One time I got through a whole Biggie song without somebody realizing it. I did the 10 Crack Commandments, and I just... Come on. I got through all of it, and I was like, so do you want to move this stuff for me? And he's like, I don't know. But it was just funny how he let me go through the 10 Crack Commandments without knowing it, which is maybe my favorite one. That is the best. One time a guy was a, said he was a rapper. He was going to send me some of his rap lyrics, and I told him my email address was... OJ Simpson killed Nicole Brown at gmail.com. <laughs> so like stuff like that where guys just want to fuck. They don't really care. Yes. And he, he said he sent it to me and then I just made up a story about what I thought his lyrics were. And he just said, yes, that's what it is. Cause I mean, it was so crazy what I said too. And he was like, yep, that's exactly what I meant. <laughs> so nice. You gotta do it again. I know I should. I think that's what I was put on this earth for. That shit is gold. I might have to start it again. I, I might need a new account though. I burned through a bunch of them. There's but, unlimited emails out there. You that's true. There are un- unlimited emails. Yeah. And people will give them to me, too, because they're, like, married or whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe that's what I'll do. It'll ignite my love for it again. Yes, you, you, you really should. All right, well, this has been great. Thank you so much for doing this. Thanks for having me. Let's do it again in uh, a year or less. Okay. All right. Bye. Oh. Thank you so much for listening to No Laugh Track Podcast, the show with a new headliner each and every week with me, Justin Severson. I get to host this thing. It's produced in the heart of Minneapolis's North Loop neighborhood at the legendary Acme Comedy Club. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and watch the video version on our official No Laugh Track YouTube channel. Drop a like, leave a review, and please tell your friends about the show. And most importantly, come to Acme and see my show in person.